Bidzy Small Business Society number 100. Thank you for joining us today on Bidzy Small Business Society. I'm Rob Beresoff. We talk to entrepreneurs and small business owners about what it takes to succeed as a small business owner. Connect with Bidzy Small Business Society at bidzy.com and grow your business. Bidzy.com is the website that connects customers and respected local businesses. Customers post projects for free in any of over 100 categories, including all types of home renovation, landscaping, cleaning services, photography, and many, many more. Now, if you're a business, Bidzy.com is a great way to find new customers because you are automatically notified each time a customer posts a project in your subscribed categories. So for example, let's say you own a roofing company and a customer posts a project in our roofing category. You are automatically notified via email or text and you can submit a bid at bidzy.com or use our internal chat system to introduce yourself to the customer and give them reasons why they should use you to complete their project. Monthly subscriptions start at $14.99. That's $14.99 per month for unlimited access to new customers and unlimited bidding at bidzy.com. Email rob at bidzy.com for more details or start your 30-day free trial now at bidzy.com. Thanks, everyone, for listening to this very special episode of Bidzy Small Business Society. It's special for a couple of reasons. First, because I get to proudly and humbly say that we've reached our 100th episode. And second, because I am joined by our very first repeat guest, who first joined us back on episode number one as part of our launch earlier this year. Now, I say that I humbly announce our 100th episode because the man I'm talking to today has released over 1,300 episodes of his own top-rated podcast and shows no signs of letting up anytime soon. A nearly impossible feat for any mere mortal, his seven-day-a-week podcast is only one piece of a larger puzzle that includes a published book that absolutely rocked Kickstarter along with his community called Podcasters Paradise and his dedication to growing the medium of podcasting through a vast amount of free, valuable content that he shares at eofire.com. My enthusiasm and interest cannot be overstated. I welcome back one of my most influential mentors, John Lee Dumas. John, wow, welcome back to the show, man. So happy you decided to join us for episode number 100. Well, Rob, first off, congratulations for hitting the century mark. That is unbelievable. I remember it's very well. It doesn't seem like it was that long ago because it really wasn't. And uh, you're going to hit many more of those milestones. So keep rocking it. And I'm excited to be here. John, thanks so much, man. So I know you've got a lot going on today, but tell us what projects are you working on right now? So I got a couple, uh, couple of buns in the oven, so to speak. You know, we're always looking to progress and uh, move forward as entrepreneurs. So, you know, coming off the Freedom Journal, which was a huge success and became the sixth most funded publishing campaign of all time on Kickstarter, I said, how can I do more of that? Because it was something that obviously my audience resonated with in a major way. And now that I have the train tracks laid down, like what's next? And so I said, why not another journal? This one in a very different capacity though. So where the Freedom Journal was all about accomplishing your number one goal in 100 days, self-mastery journal is going to be about mastering productivity, discipline, and focus in 100 days. And the real inspiration for the Freedom Journal came from my guests when I saw my EO Fire guests had success setting and accomplishing goals. 
self-mastery journal is kind of more personal where I kind of looked inwards and said like, what do I think the reasons for my personal success are? And that was productivity, discipline, and focus and mastering those things. So that's what the self-mastery journal is going to all be about. And I'm excited to uh, have it hit the shelves. When can we expect it, John? Let's just say 2017. <laughs> Perfect. Now, I know that uh, you spoke at a podcast movement recently in Chicago. I want you to talk a little bit more about that. And this might be a little bit self-serving, but I know that we're talking directly to other podcasters out there too. But tell us, why is a networking event like podcast movement so important to the up-and-coming podcaster? It's a game changer. I'm a huge fan of the incredible Jim Rohn quote that I actually end every EO Fire episode with, which is, you know, you're the average of the five people you spend the most time with. You've been hanging out with RB and JLD, so keep up the heat. <laughs> and I end with that because I'm a big believer in that. And when you are a podcaster, you're blessed with being able to surround yourself with some really amazing people. But there's a big difference between just having a voice coming into your ear and then me actually reaching over and shaking your hand, Rob. And so that's the power of engaging and, and having that face-to-face, -face, that in-person interaction to bring those relationships to the next level, to really build those solid foundations so that when something comes up down the line, people might be like, oh my God, yeah. Like I remember when I was talking with JLD, you know, over a cocktail, you know, at the Billy Go Tavern in Chicago, like he mentioned this, like this might be a good opportunity for him and it might just be. So bringing things together, making it real. Cause you know, a lot of times, you know, we live in this quote unquote virtual world and you know, virtual in, in a definition is like not real. And so like when we live in this virtual world, it's great to put faces to names and to shake people's hands. And you know, we're you know, we're humans. I mean, we like that interaction. We like that touch. We like just being there in person. So that's powerful. And I think we all need to make time in our schedules to do just that. Yeah, I mean, stuff like this is so important. But uh, that real human engagement, I think, just takes it to the next level, like you said. Now, what other specific resources would you recommend to someone looking to get into the podcasting arena, John? Well, there's a lot of resources that are out there, of course. Like if, if we want to continue on the self-serving track, I mean, I have a completely free course for people at freepodcastcourse.com. But I would recommend like even looking outside of podcast-specific resources because if you're listening to this and you're a podcaster, you probably know all the resources that are out there specifically for podcasters. So one thing that I've been loving as a producer is Snapchat. You know, Snapchat to me is a great tool and resource for podcasters to use because it makes you think on your feet. It makes you be inventive. It makes you just really kind of stretch your mind. And like, well, what can I do today that's different? What can I do today that's unique? What can I do to really hook my listeners? And, and that to me has really stretched my limits. It's kind of brought me outside of my comfort zone. So I now have what I call the, day, uh, the JLD daily rant, where I just rant about a topic, a quote, you know, anything that, that you know, kind of uh, meets my fancy at that given time. And to me, that's really improved my podcasting skills because again, now I'm doing video with Snapchat and I'm doing 10 second stories. It's making me be more concise, choose my words wisely. And I really challenge myself not to have too many quote unquote do overs, but to pretty much make it a live read. So I have a lot of fun with that. Love the JLD rants, man. Keep them coming. Now, Thank John, you. forgive me for jumping around here a bit, but I realize that our time is limited today, and I want to extract as much value as possible out of you as I can, okay? So I want to ask you this. How has your life changed since you launched Entrepreneur on Fire? So pre-EO Fire, you know, it was 
I was following the man. You know, I had to wake up in the morning and the rest of that day was dictated, you know, by the man or woman that I was working for, by the business or the corporation that I was working for. And that's what my life was pre-entrepreneur on fire. You know, come September 12th, 2012, I launched it and it flipped on his head. You know, now I was answering to nobody but myself. But I got to be honest with you, Rob, I'm a pretty tough taskmaster. So there's a lot of times <laughs> that I was saying, man, I kind of miss that boss that I used to have. I mean, come on, give me a break, JLD. No, you have no break, JLD. JLD. <laughs> and that's the kind of conversations I would have with myself. And you know, the reality is this, we as entrepreneurs can't think that we're getting it you know, we're getting off easy by becoming entrepreneurs. Like that's not what it's all about. Like I work harder and I work longer than I did pre EO fire, but I work for myself. I work for my business. I work for, you know, what Kate and I have built here. And, and to me, that's exciting. I know that everything on my schedule, including this interview today was because I said yes. And I'm very selective with my yes. But you know, when Rob's having a hundredth, um, episode, I'm going to say yes. John, I can't thank you enough. Again, thanks so much for joining us. So again, <laughs> forgive me for jumping around, but can you walk us through your morning routine and tell us why it's important to you? It's incredibly important to me because if you're not starting your day off right, how can you serve others right? You need to take care of yourself. You know, it's that old adage, you know, if you're going down in a plane and the you know, the oxygen mask, you know, kind of flipped down, you put it on yourself first and you help people next to you because how can I serve Fire Nation if I'm empty inside? So when I wake up, first thing, you know, I do, I hydrate because I've just been being dehydrated for um, a full eight hours, hopefully, if I've been lucky enough to get my eight hours of sleep, which I strive for every single night. I, I am no Gary Vaynerchuk. I value my sleep above anything else. And then I'm waking up and I am hydrating. And I'm talking like, you know, we're talking like legit 16 ounces of water that I'm putting right back in my body. Not just any water, but, you know, I'm, I'm putting some Organifi in there and I'm doing the right things to really make sure that my water has the nutrients that my body needs right off the bat. You know, then I'm off to the races. I'm either going on a power walk then, or I'm doing a, a nice jog or I'm doing a nice hardcore hit training, like high intensity uh, training. And that is where my focus is to get that blood moving, to get sweating. Then afterwards, you know, I'm showering, I'm getting dressed, I'm having a nice healthy breakfast. Um, then before I get into what I call OPA, which is other people's agenda, otherwise known as social media and email, I'm meditating, I'm journaling, I'm doing the things that are centering me, getting me prepared for the day so that when I do shift and start producing content for Fire Nation and start consuming content from Fire Nation, I'm ready to go. You're doing it in the best, most effective and value-driven way possible, it sounds like, right? Now, John, you mentioned your book earlier, so let's talk about it some more. The Freedom Journal. This was a wild success on Kickstarter. Can you give us a few tips on creating an effective Kickstarter campaign? Well, number one is build an audience. And how do you build an audience? Well, you deliver free, valuable, and consistent content. Now, for me, that's a podcast. For you, Rob, that's a podcast. For other people, it might be a blog or a video channel or Snapchat or this or that. But you need to be delivering free, valuable, and consistent content to build an audience. And then you ask that audience, what are you struggling with? And they will tell you their pain points or obstacles or challenges. And then guess what? 
you can create the solution for them in the form of a product, a service, and a community. My community told me they were struggling setting and accomplishing goals, so I created the solution for them. And so that when I offered it to them, it was an easy buy for them. And yes, that's why it became the sixth most funded publishing campaign of all time on Kickstarter, because I just served my audience what they needed. In 33 days, it did $453,000 in revenue for a $39 journal. So, you know, when you really kind of add those things up, that's the difference. A lot of people for crowdfunding uh, campaigns and Kickstarter, Indiegogo, you know, they think that those platforms are going to bring them an audience. That's not going to happen. Your audience comes from what you've built through blood, sweat, and tears over the years. So how exactly are you building that audience? I know you're talking about your podcast, but you're asking questions. How do we ask those questions or find those answers to those questions, I guess, John? So when you're delivering free, valuable, and consistent content, you are building that audience. And a small proportion of that audience will always be the engaging source. So they'll reach out to you via Twitter, Facebook, Snapchat, emails, when they respond to your emails. And by the way, when you're sending them stuff, ask for these things too. Be like, hey guys, you know, as I kind of sign off my podcast... I would love for you to reach out to me, you know, john at eofire.com. You know, if um, when I'm on Snapchat, hey guys, snap me back, let me know XYZ, you know, emails, hey guys, just hit reply, let me know. Always ask for that feedback, start the conversations. And when you get the conversations going, don't stop them. Ask the right questions. What are you struggling with? It starts with one and then it grows into many. The engagement is so key. Now, I want to get into more of the specifics of the Freedom Journal, um, the Kickstarter campaign there. And I know you talked about it. You talked some numbers already. But can you tell us again just the amount of money you raised for that project, how many copies of the Freedom Journal have been sold so far? Any other specifics you care to share? Yeah. So on January 4th, 2016, we launched a 33-day Kickstarter campaign for the Freedom Journal. And we partnered with an amazing charity called the Pencils of Promise. So we partnered with them because I wanted the Freedom Journal to be more than just about uh, being another revenue generating stream for EO Fire. Like I wanted it to be significant as well. I wanted to go from just being successful with the Freedom Journal to really making a significant impact and, and allowing others who supported the campaign to make that significant impact as well. So from day one, we launched with the Freedom Journal, uh, with the Freedom Journal campaign, partnered with Pencils of Promise. Um, with my pledge that the first $25,000 raised were going to be going to Pencils of Promise to build a school in a developing country. So those first um, you know, $25,000 of donors, every single penny of their donation went to build a school in a developing country, which is a really cool process. And that happened actually in three hours and 13 minutes. And the Freedom Journal just continued to go and continued to take off and was just, you know, really exciting to see the success and the fun that we were having with it and doing all these different things. Um, and then we hit our, our next um, goal, which was $350,000. And we donated another school to, to a developing country. And then we ended up with a bang at $453,000 in 33 days, which was just about 9,000 Freedom Journals sold. So that was really cool. And to date, we're actually over 13,000 Freedom Journals sold to date. And that uh, made us, um, um, well, that put us as the sixth most funded publishing campaign of all time on Kickstarter, which was a lot of fun. Wow, just unreal numbers. Can't wait for the next one. And I'm happy to say that uh, one of those 13,000 are mine. That's great. Yes. <laughs> 
Now, you mentioned her before. You mentioned Kate, John. Talk about the importance of having a supportive partner or spouse in business and in life. How has Kate contributed to your success? It can't be focused on enough how important the significant other is when it comes to building a successful business because, you know, these are the people you're spending the most time with. And if they don't buy into your vision, if they don't really agree or believe in what you're doing, it's a hard road and it's going to be a lot easier to quit and to give up when you hit those obstacles that we're always going to hit. But when you have that support staff, when you have that person that believes in your vision, who's potentially even with you partnered up, they don't have to be part of it. But if they are, that's even better. And it just allows you to go through the ups and the downs together and for you guys to support each other when one's up and the other's down and vice versa. So, you know, having Kate on the team, completely bought in with the vision, doing her thing, being very independent and creating content on her own and coming up with ideas on her own. You know, it's been really inspiring on, on a lot of levels. So that has really made a, a huge positive impact in our life. At the same time, you know, you got to be careful not to make your whole life and world just about EO fire. So, you know, we, we always do have our little, you know, no EO fire nights where we're not allowed to talk about the business or about, you know, what's going on. And, and those are important to have. But, you know, I do believe there's a fallacy in that phrase, the work-life balance. I believe that's true when you hate your work, but the reality is when you love your work, then what's the balance to happen? You just need to make sure that you're sleeping, that you're eating, and that you're exercising right, and everything else should just naturally fall into place. Kate is truly doing some great stuff online. I follow her. John, I follow you. Can you help us cut through an extremely noisy social media landscape and tell us who you follow online to keep you inspired and motivated? You know, I don't consume a lot of content, and that's something I do talk about as well. I do believe that when you first start off, you should be consuming 100% and producing zero, and it's like the weight of the scales. But then as you're learning more, those scales should start to go the other way. And, you know, all of a sudden now you're consuming 70% of your of the time that you have and you're producing with the other 30% of your time. And the scales kind of continue to move. Right now I'm at 90-10 and that's 90 producing, 10 consuming. And I'll never go more than that. Like I think that you always have to give a significant amount of time, which for me 10% is, to consuming content, to stay cutting edge, to learn, to to just kind of be out there and always progressing and and doing the right things. So I don't consume much, but I do listen to Gary Vaynerchuk pretty often, pretty often. I will tell you, I don't agree with a lot of things that he says as far as the, um, the actual entrepreneurial life that he leads and that he thinks other people should as well. But I do think he has a brilliant business mind. And I just think that he sees things sometimes two, four, six, eight months ahead of anybody else. And so I tune in with him because it really kind of keeps me cutting edge. Like when I hear him talk about something, I'm like, oh, wow. Like I, I, I think that's going to happen. And sure enough, usually it does. So Gary Vee, somebody that I do definitely follow. And I am a big fan of Philosopher's Notes. And this is a great, um, um, it's like a subscription model that Brian Johnson has where you can subscribe for 10 bucks a month and you can, uh, consume his, it's basically a podcast behind the paywall where in, he takes the best books of all time. And even the most recent ones, even some that have just you know been published a couple of days ago, a couple of weeks ago, he'll read them and he'll create 20 minute podcast episodes about them. So you can get essentially, in my opinion, 80 plus percent of the value of that entire book 
from this 20-minute interview. Wow, great stuff. Great resources there. Thanks for those. Now, we're winding down here, but John, I want to ask you this. What do you do to wind down after a long or stressful day? So I rarely have stressful days. In fact, I can't remember the last time I've had a quote-unquote stressful day because, again, I believe that stress comes um, when you're doing something you don't like doing or, you know, from outside influence as well. And so I definitely do have long days and I definitely do get tired at the end of those days in certain ways. And I always look to say, okay, what can I do to wind down? And so for me, I'm a big fan of uh, fiction. I, I read a lot of fiction books. In fact, like if I get like a rare break between my interviews, um, like because somebody cancels or has to reschedule or something, I'll probably spend like those 20 to 30 minutes reading a fiction book because I'm really getting recharged as I read fiction. So I love it, especially those old um, age of sale books from like the 17 and 1800s, like your Horatio Hornblower. So I love that kind of um, reading. And then also at night, you know, Kate and I come together and we have a nice dinner together every night and we're typically watching our show. Both of us have done a lot of talking typically throughout the day, uh, myself more often than Kate, but she does her fair share as well. And so we're not looking to have like full blown conversations all the time. And plus we stay pretty connected during the day through Skype and through emails, et cetera, and Slack. So we know like what our day has been like. We don't need to rehash all that. <laughs> so we just kind of sit next to each other and, you know, uh, put on one of our favorite shows, either like Orange is the New Black, Downton Abbey, and just kind of veg in front of the TV for typically an hour and a half. Like that's kind of the time where I'm like, I just, I can't watch any more TV. I'm pretty much tapped out at about 90 minutes of television time. And then it's bedtime. And I'm reading now for like another half an hour as I kind of wind down. And, and, you know, on the good nights, I'm falling asleep at like 9.15, 9.30 uh, with my book in my chest. And, you know, I kind of wake back up a couple of minutes later, turn off the light, and uh, it's lights out till 5.30. <laughs> and the process starts all over again. Great stuff. Now, Ooh, John, yeah. <laughs> if people want to learn more about your business or if they want to listen to your podcast or connect with you online, how can they find you? All the magic for us happens at eofire.com. That's where we have our free course on podcasting, on webinars, and some other really killer resources that are, again, completely free for entrepreneurs. And, um, you know, if you want to check out what we have going on with the Freedom Journal, it's thefreedomjournal.com. John, episode 100 of Bidzy Small Business Society in the bag. You've been extremely generous with your time. I can't thank you enough for joining us on episode 100 of Bidzy Small Business Society. You take care, man. You take care. Bidzy.com is the website that connects customers and respected local businesses. Customers list goods or services they need and businesses bid on them. Customers, if you're looking for a service provider or a local professional, Go to Bidzy.com and post your projects for free. Businesses, if you're looking for new customers or a way to expand your customer base, sign up for your 30-day free trial today at Bidzy.com. Thank you for joining us today on Bidzy Small Business Society. Go to Bidzy.com for information and resources on how you can grow your business. Support Bidzy Small Business Society by writing a review and giving us a five-star rating in iTunes. Your positive review and five-star rating will allow us to continue bringing you free, valuable content from amazing and inspiring entrepreneurs and small business owners. Rate and review Bidzy Small Business Society today. 